0: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host.
1: In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service and and there's a there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss.
2: Amen. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. We're about to bring you a love story. Before we're through, you may say that we have subjected you to too much turbulence and too many shocks for a love story. But whoever said that a love story was nothing but sweetness and light? No one. No one, that is, who's ever been in love.
3: That's the planet Venus. That's so. Venus is the morning star.
4: I never knew that.
3: Venus is also the evening star. As the evening star, Venus used to be called Hesperus. Yeah? But as the morning star, Venus was called Lucifer.
2: Our drama... Boomerang was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Anne Shepherd. It is sponsored in part by Signoff, the Sinus Medicines, and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. There's a word going around these days. Going around a bit aimlessly and subjected to frequent mistreatment. The word is ambivalence. Now, let's break the word in half. Ambi is from the Latin and means both. Valence means power. Put the two halves together and we have our word back again. Ambivalence, which means simultaneous attraction toward and repulsion from. This story is about ambivalence. And that's why I call it Boomerang. Yes,
3: yeah, hello? Hello? Oh,
2: you, you sound so
4: cruel. Um, who is this? It's
3: me. Carol. Oh,
4: Carol, sorry, I was working.
3: I hate it when you sound like that, Robin.
4: Well, I, I, I am on the last I drive.
3: Did, did I interrupt you? Uh,
4: yes, you actually.
3: I'm sorry, truly sorry. How are you? I'm fine, except for this cold. cold. Cool. Yes. Uh, can't you tell?
4: Uh, what? What was it you wanted? I. I mean, why the call?
3: Look. Um. Will I see you tonight?
4: I. I try, but the work is going so well, and I. I hate to break a streak. my concentration. You know how it is.
3: Well, I don't know if I do.
4: Yeah. Writer, you would.
3: Did I break your concentration calling you up?
4: Matter of fact, you probably did. Well, if
3: I did, then why didn't you come over here?
4: You're huffing that.
3: Why do you say that? We're two
4: miles to your house and I'm working.
3: Well, if you really wanted it's to. It's raining. What's a little rain?
4: Carol, no, I'm working. Can't you get that through your head?
3: Are you saying I'm stupid?
4: <laughs> no, not stupid. Just
3: inconsistent. So, tell you what, I. I'll come to see you. Now, don't do that. i love to walk in the rain. I'm working, Carol. You don't want to see me. You don't give a hoot about me. You never did. Oh, Carol. You're just somebody to mess around with. I'm just a dumb little American as far as you're concerned. Oh, now, Carol, I You don't, don't love me. You don't have any respect for me. No, that's not
4: true, really. That's not you true. You swear? You swear it's not? Oh, Carol. I swear. I... Things like that. It's upright. Where? Carol. I swear, satisfied.
3: I'll, I'll be right over. No,
4: Cal, please don't. I'll be there in about an hour. Carol!
3: My lord and master, I own you for my God. That's
5: you, John.
0: It's
5: me, Celia. Come in quickly. Oh,
0: what weather.
5: Give me a coat. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It's terrible of me to ask you to come out in a night like this.
0: Oh, it's all right.
5: Not, no, it's not all right. I know I impose on you. That's
0: what old friends are for, to be imposed on.
5: You do have a way of making me feel better, John.
0: And that's what doctors are for. Now, what seems to be the trouble with Carol.
5: As a matter of fact, it's just a cold and a sore throat.
0: Oh, why, she tried gargling with salt water?
5: John, I didn't get you over here for just a cold. It's other things, things I can't cope with.
0: Such as?
5: Well, she's been odd lately.
0: Uh Odd? How? and how lately?
5: Actually, it goes back more than a year to when her father died. Only it wasn't so noticeable then, and I thought it was just, you know, grief. Mm. She was away at school when he fell ill. And he didn't want me to send for her. He was sure he'd recover, and so was I, and then the second hemorrhage, and you know.
0: Yes, it was very sudden.
5: And I've always felt that she held it against me that he died. Oh, surely not. I know she blamed me, that she wasn't here. And I suppose that was my fault. No,
0: see, you know it wasn't. Well,
5: anyway, she grew more and more silent and sullen and... Hostile. So I brought her home where I could keep an eye on her, but it hasn't helped, John. She's very polite to me, and that's about all. You can't talk to her? What about? What would I say? It's not that she's done anything. Sometimes I wish she had.
0: Well, then, what is it? Tell me, Celia.
5: She shuts herself up in her room a lot.
0: She doesn't go out at all? There's
5: a man. She goes out with him. Ah. She met him about a month ago at a beach party. He's very nice. His name is Robin Graves.
0: Oh, yes. The young Englishman. I treated him once. Took a fish hook out of his hand. He's a novelist. He lives in the Devereaux Beach House. Uh, He's older than Carol, isn't
5: he? He's in his thirties, I think. You know him. I've met him several times. Talked to him. When he uh, comes here to pick up Carol, I don't let her drive the car. Other people let their children drive at 16 or even younger, but I won't. So that's why. And Robin's been very nice about taking her places, parties, and swimming and things like oh, that.
0: Then she does go out.
5: And, uh, with Robin Graves, she does. Nobody else. When she's not with him, she mostly stays in her room, and. John, she.
0: Yes, she's one.
5: She, she... talks to herself. I hear her, John, talking to herself. <laughs>
3: Be mine. Our soul shall be one. And our flesh shall be one. And we shall be one substance. We shall live and breathe only for each other.
5: I hope I'm not depressing you with all this talk about Carol. Well,
0: I've known Carol most of her life. I think that she's basically very stable. How could she be anything else with you for a mother?
5: Am I stable? Mm
0: -hmm. Among other things. Uh, Celia, 16 is a vulnerable age. No longer a child, not yet grown. Wide open to all sorts of sensations, all sorts of hurts.
5: You sound as though you knew something about it. Do
0: you? Well, I was 16 once.
5: (laughs) That doesn't count. And I've
0: read a lot. And I've been analyzed.
5: I never knew that.
0: Well, there are several things you don't know about me. I've also been in love.
5: You have?
0: Oh, yes. Madly, desperately in love.
5: Only once? Only once. Was it painful?
0: Very painful. It still is.
5: Well, I hope that's all that's wrong with Carol. That she's in love with Robin Grace.
0: Celia, tell me about this, this talking to herself alone in her room. Have you any clues as to what she's saying?
5: I haven't been able to make out any words, but her tone of voice... It's very low and it's kind of...
0: Kind of... Kind of what?
5: I don't know exactly how to describe it. It sounds as though... As though she's praying.
3: I promise to adore you and do you homage at least three times a day and to do the most evil that I can and to lead into evil... As many persons as shall be possible to me. I give you my body and my soul and my life as holding it from you, having dedicated it forever without any will to repent.
0: Praying? Well, that sounds harmless enough.
3: I suppose.
5: If only I was sure it really is praying. It really only sounds like praying. There's something about it that sounds like something else. Like what, for instance? Like... Like blasphemy. Oh, now, Celia... I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm imagining things. You know,
0: perhaps if she got out more and saw more people...
5: No, oh, I wish she would.
0: Maybe you should let her drive the car. Or if you don't want to do that, maybe you should move closer to town.
5: Give up this house?
0: Well, it is awfully remote, Celia.
5: But we've always lived here. I don't think Carol would like living anyplace else.
0: And you don't have any close neighbors. Well,
5: we've never mind.
0: Celia, I worry about you.
5: Do you really? Yes, I do. You don't need to, John.
0: You let me be the judge of that. As a matter of fact, well, I worry so much. I, I brought you something.
3: Here. What is this? It's uh, a revolver. <laughs> And in thee, I believe John
0: Do you know anything about revolvers?
5: Absolutely nothing
0: Well, you'll have to learn
5: I don't want to learn
0: Celia, you are two lone women living in an old house all by yourself
5: We manage all right
0: You have up to now
5: Well, we'll go on managing without any guns in the house Celia, No, John, absolutely not I couldn't bear to touch that awful thing. Well,
0: then let me put it in the drawer of this desk. No. Just in case somebody should break in here.
5: I couldn't use it on anybody. Well,
0: you wouldn't have to, but you'd know that it's here. Oh, John. All right?
5: I guess so, yes. It's all right. Good.
0: Now, let's go look in on Carol.
5: All right. It's just a cold, you know. It's nothing serious.
0: And a sore throat, she
5: said. Well, she said her throat was a little sore. Carol? Dr. John is here, dear. He wants to check on your cold. Carol? John? The window's open. She's not here.
3: Robin? Robin? Here open the door. Let me in. Please. Let me in. Carol. Let me Carol.
2: Do you know where your children are? Do you know what your children are doing? Do you know what they are contemplating? What they are regretting? What they hope for? What they long for? What they dread? What they feel? Probably you don't, but probably it is precisely what you did, hoped for, longed for, dreaded, and felt. If only you could remember what it was. I'll continue with Act Two shortly. In the first act of our drama, a girl of 16 walked through a storm to reach the seaside home of the man she loved. But is this particular man the one she has really set her heart on? We cannot be sure. For on her long, rain-soaked journey, we heard her invoke another, a bodiless being, one called Satan. Now, as we begin Act Two, it is seven days later,
4: Mr. Graves. Hello. Hello. I was driving by. I wanted to inquire about Carol. Do come in. Thank you. Yeah, I've been worried about her.
5: She's asleep right now, but I could wake oh, her. Don't do that she
4: probably needs all the sleep she can get.
5: Well, it was pneumonia. Do come in and sit down. She. Thank you. She was quite out of her mind for a few days. Delirious.
4: Yeah, well, I found her on my doorstep. She seemed well, not quite rational.
5: Well, after a two mile walk through a terrible storm.
4: I I do hope you don't hold me responsible for what happened. Oh,
5: no. It was very impetuous of Carol to go out into that dreadful storm. Very impetuous. Very foolish. I can't imagine why she did it.
4: Uh, I really never imagined she would. If I'd known she wanted to see me that, that badly, that it was that urgent, I'd have come over here, of course. But, but I never... Well, I thought I explained it adequately, but apparently I didn't.
5: You talked to Carol that day.
4: Didn't, didn't she tell you?
5: Well, Carol doesn't always tell me things. In fact, she very often doesn't. Lately, she never does.
4: Well, she called me and and said she wanted to talk, not about anything in particular, just to talk. I I explained that I was working on my last chapter uh, and and, and didn't want to break my concentration.
5: Well, that's very understandable.
4: Yes, but she seemed offended. Well, of course, Carol is a, a very young girl. She takes offense at the least little thing.
5: I'm afraid she does, yes.
4: I'm... But I'm very fond of her, but, well, you... I understand. When I said I couldn't break away just then, she said she'd come to my place. Of course I said, no, don't do that. I pointed out that it was raining. I never dreamed she'd try to walk the whole... Lord, I thought she'd drive over. I don't let her use the car. Well, I know that, but
5: she she could have asked you. Well, she seldom asks me anything anymore. No, she, she just started out on foot.
4: Really, I am so sorry about the whole thing. I... Well, I know it was my fault, a decent part. Oh, no,
5: no. But I am very
4: fond of Carol. I really, I really am.
5: I'm sure you are. I
4: wouldn't hurt her for the world.
5: I'm afraid she's a little more than fond of you.
4: Yes, I... Well, that had occurred to me. It's it's very embarrassing.
5: No, don't be embarrassed. It's nothing you could have prevented. Well, I
4: am older than she is by quite a bit. Even so? Well, Duncan. people these days, well, you know. I do know. They give the impression of being so free, so self-possessed, so grown up, it's easy to be taken in by it, and in Carol's case, I was.
5: I'm afraid an impression is all it is. Nobody at 16 is very free or self-possessed or grown up.
4: It has been quite a revelation to me. It taught me a lesson, too, not, not to take things, such things, at any rate, for granted, just because, well, the way they talk, all this Business of being, what is your expression, with it? Mm. You know. Oh yes. <laughs> really, very immature and very vulnerable.
5: I quite agree.
4: I must say you are an understanding mother.
5: No, I wish I were. I wish I were. I could do so much for Carol if I only understood her better.
4: Ah well. At any rate, you won't have to worry about me much longer.
5: Oh.
4: I've finished my. Congratulations. Well, about time. It's been almost a year.
5: Well, I know you've worked very hard.
4: I have. Taking the Devereaux cottage was about the best thing I ever did. Out there with nothing but the wind and the waves.
5: Sounds lonely. Well,
4: writing's a lonely business, has to be. And then... Well, there was Carol.
5: I know you helped her loneliness, too.
4: I think so. I hope so. You're, you're rather shut away from people here, aren't you? No, no near neighbors.
5: That's true, but we've always lived here. My husband died here, and when I wanted to move closer to town, Carol objected strenuously, so we stayed
3: here.
4: Perhaps you you shouldn't have it. Well, it doesn't seem quite safe. (laughs) You know,
5: you're not the only one to say that. Our doctor said the same thing a little while ago. (laughs) He even brought me a gun. Really? A little pearl-handled revolver. Very feminine. Heavens, I wouldn't think of touching it. The first night I kept it by my bed, if that made me so nervous I moved it in here. <laughs> it's in one of those desk drawers. I hope I never have to look at it. Well, never mind about that. What are your plans now that the book is finished?
4: I'm going back to London.
5: Oh, you are?
4: Yes, my publishers are there. I see. I hope you don't think I'm running out on... Well, Aunt Carol... Oh, I mean.
5: no, no, no. I, I don't think so at all.
4: I hope she won't think so.
5: Why don't I go and wake her up? She'll want to hear your news about the book.
4: Uh, no, don't do not do that. Let her sleep. I'll, I'll, I'll phone her later.
5: When do you take off for London?
4: This afternoon, now. Now that I know that Carol's going to be all right.
5: Ah, oh, so soon. Well, I'll tell her... Unless you'd rather tell her yourself?
4: Well, I will phone her l- later, before I leave for the airport. I I do so want to say goodbye anyhow. Um,
3: all right.
4: And I do wish you'd keep me informed if it isn't too much trouble how she is, how she's getting along. Because, well, I really am very fond of Carol.
5: Well, of course I'll let you know.
4: I'll, I'll just write out my address, if you don't mind. I have a little flat in London. There. Can you read that? Oh, yes. I leave it here on the desk. And thank you so much.
5: Thank you for stopping by. Carol will be sorry to have missed you, but maybe it's just as well.
4: I think so. I really do. Goodbye. And thank you again for being so kind. I do appreciate it.
5: Not at all. Goodbye. Goodbye. John, this is Celia. Are you busy? Well, I have some patience. i uh, I just wanted to tell you Robin Graves was here. Uh-huh. He just left. he We had such a nice talk. I think everything's going to be all right. He's leaving for London this afternoon, finished his book, and he's he's got to see his publishers. Could you possibly break away for lunch? I'd like to tell you all about it. Well, I think I can do that. Oh good. About one o'clock. Five. And uh, John, Thank you for being so extremely nice.
0: It's not hard to be nice to you, Celia. See you at once.
5: Yes.
3: Goodbye. Who's that you were talking to? Oh, Carol. Sweetie, your dress? I get tired of lying in bed.
5: I didn't even know you were awake.
3: Who were you talking to?
5: That was uh, Dr. John, dear. He's coming here for luncheon.
3: And... I knew I heard you talking to someone.
5: Carol, you like Dr. John, don't you? He's all right. He's so kind and thoughtful. I guess he is. And he thinks a lot of you. Does he? Indeed, he does. He feels almost like a father to you. Who were you talking to before you talked to him? Oh, that was Robin Graves. He stopped by to see how you're feeling. I'd have waked you, but he said not to disturb you if you were sleeping. I thought I heard his voice. In your sleep, probably. Probably. <laughs> guess what? He's finished his book.
3: Oh, has
5: it? Yes, and he's going back to London to give it to his publishers. Isn't that exciting? When is he going? Why, I think he said this afternoon. I think that's what he said. He wanted to be sure you were going to be all right, and then... Oh, heavens, it's after 12 o'clock. I'd better go out to the kitchen and see what's in the fridge for lunch. Don't you think you ought to go back to bed, dear?
3: Maybe I'll stay up and have lunch with you and Dr. John.
5: Ah, uh, well, I... I don't know as you'd better do that, Carol. He and I have several things to talk about privately. Oh? Like what? Oh, well, it's this and that. You do like him, Carol, don't you? You said you did. Sure, I like him. I'm glad you do.
3: Are you going to marry him?
5: Oh, heavens. (laughs) He hasn't even asked me. What a question. Probably will. That remains to be seen. It's you I'm thinking about right now. You... You're not too upset over Robin Graves, are you? He's going back to London. I knew he'd go sometime. So then that's all right. Haven't you better go check on the food. Yes, darling. Yes, I'd better. And you go back to bed? All right. When Dr. John gets here, I'll have him take a look at you. See if it's all right for you to be up and around. Okay. I think we have eggs in the house and... Stuff for salad.
4: Hello?
3: This is Carol. Hello?
4: Oh, oh, Carol, look. I was just rushing through the house, that Kitchen Plane.
3: You're going back to London?
4: Well, your mother told you.
3: You finished the book.
4: Uh, yes, I, and, I, and I think it's a rather good one if I do so myself.
3: You have to see your publishers. Understand perfectly.
4: Look, General, I I, I was going to call you, but what was one thing or another. I, I barely have time to get my plane.
3: What time does it leave?
4: Well, I I forget exactly. I've just got time to make it transcend all. I was going to send you a wire or something. Anyway, look, i write you from London, tell you everything.
3: You do that.
4: I'm so glad you're better. Your mother said you were. Well.
3: I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. That's
4: splendid. Pneumonia. that's nothing for. me,
3: I'm fine now.
4: Yeah, it was to do, you know, going out in all that rain. You you know that, don't you? I
3: wanted to see you.
4: Yes, well, well look, look, I really do have to... going. Yeah, you understand?
3: Yes, I, I, I understand, all right.
4: Good. I'll I write you for London about the book and everything.
3: Well, that'll be splendid.
4: Goodbye. Look, goodbye, Carol. Take good care of yourself, won't you?
3: Yes, I, I'll take care of everything.
4: Good. Well, so long Carol.
3: So long, Robin. Eco, Eco, Azarak. Eco, Eco, Zamalak. Eco, 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 Eco.
5: So he's gone back to London.
0: Mm. And you say that Carol took it well.
5: Very well. Very calm about the whole thing. Oh, John, I'm so relieved. Of course you are. It was just a crush, this whole thing with Robin Graves. All young girls have them, just a passing phase. I hope so. Oh, it was, I'm sure of it. Aren't you? Well,
0: we'll see. At any rate, now we'll have a little time to think about ourselves, won't we?
5: Well, yes. (laughs) You know what Carol said? She said, are you going to marry Dr. John? And I said, heavens, he hasn't even asked me. She likes you, John. She really does.
0: And her mother?
5: Well, I like you, too. You know that. Look, John, I uh, promised Carol you'd look in on her after lunch. Why don't you do that now, before you go back to the office? All
0: right.
5: If you don't mind.
0: Let's go see her right now.
5: It'll set my mind at rest, knowing she's all right.
0: Celia, what happened to your car? It's not in the driveway.
5: Well, it must be. Let me look.
0: It wasn't there when I drove up.
5: John, you're right. The car's
3: gone. If you bear ill will to anybody, look on them with open eyes and pray evil for them in my name, and you will get your heart's desire. I cling to thee, Satan, and in thee I believe I give you my soul, my body, and my life. Eco, Azarac, Eco, Eco,
2: Zamala What oh, are you crazy? Do you remember what it was like to be sixteen? Oh, I'm sure you remember the fun, the dates, the parties. You remember school and studying and taking exams. And you remember the little failures and the little successes. And everything that fell between. But do you remember the doubts, the terrors, the feeling that everything might suddenly go out of control? I doubt that you do. For you did grow up. And you did get everything under control. You did, didn't you? I'll be back shortly with Act 3. You've never had a really exotic car, have you? Because you've always felt that you needed something a little more down to earth. But you still want that exotic car, don't you? You know what you need? A Buick Skyhawk. It's small, it's V6 powered. Hey, it's even got a hatchback. Now that's down to earth. But with things like bucket seats, available five speed manual transmission, and that laid back, low down styling, it's not exactly plain vanilla. The Buick Skyhawk, the car you need and the car you want. Recovering from pneumonia, self-inflicted when she walked two miles through a rainstorm to see the supposed man of her dreams, Carol learned in Act Two that the man was about to leave for his native city of London. Toward the end of the act, her mother discovered that Carol had absconded with their family automobile, and at the end, we heard the car with Carol in it crash. It is now a week after that crash. Hello. This is John. Oh, yes, John. How nice of you to
5: call a busy man like you. Well,
0: I'm worried
5: about Carol. John, you checked her over yesterday. You told me she's quite recovered from the concussion.
0: She knew. Why do you think she took the
5: car in the first place? Well, she said she just felt like getting away. She really was kind of upset over Robin Graves going back to London. She tried to be very cool about it, but she was a little upset. She admitted it finally.
0: More than a little upset, I'd say.
5: Whatever do you mean by
0: that? She's in love with Robin Graves.
5: Was in love with him. Is. John, I asked her. She says it's a thing of the past. Did you believe her? Well, of course. Why shouldn't I?
0: Because you don't stop being in love overnight. It takes a good long time. Well, sometimes you never get over it.
5: But, John... Let me talk to her. Why?
0: Put Carol on the phone.
5: Well, I can't, John. She isn't here. Well, where is she? She went to town to buy some clothes. I thought that was a good sign. So you? It means she's already thinking of other things, other boys. John, don't you think so? When
0: will she be back?
5: Well, pretty soon, I guess. She left this morning. I let her take the car. You let
0: her take the car?
5: Well, she asked me, and she's well now. When she said she was going to buy some clothes, I thought, why not?
0: There's plenty of reason why not. She just had an accident in that car, for heaven's sake, Celia. Sometimes you don't have any good sense. My God. Uh, look, as soon as I can get rid of some patients, I'm coming over there. But
5: there's no need. I to...
0: hope not. I devoutly hope not. But I'm coming over anyway. <laughs>
4: to
3: look at the magazine?
4: No, thank you. Don't you ever get tired just staring out the window? No. No?
3: That's the planet Venus. That's so? Right there. Where? Venus is the morning star. Yeah? Venus is also the evening star. Uh
4: Uh-huh.
3: As the evening star, Venus used to be called Hesperus.
4: You don't say. But
3: as the morning star, Venus was called Lucifer. Lucifer? The rebel archangel. The fallen one.
4: Yeah.
3: How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? That's from the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, verse 12.
4: Yeah, well, uh... Of
3: course, now we call him Satan. I worship him.
4: Now, I think I'll go up front and put this magazine back on the rack. Where is she?
5: Where is
0: she? Now, Celia, quiet down.
5: She's been gone since 10 o'clock this morning.
0: Now, let's just sit down and talk this over quietly, huh? Oh,
5: John, you were right. That's not important. She's still in love with Robin Graves. She's gone off somewhere. Robin
0: Graves is in London.
5: You... Oh, no. Is that possible? That she's... Of course it's
0: possible. I suppose it is. It's hard to believe. You know, I wonder if we shouldn't phone him. Tell her to be on the lookout for her in case she shows up. I've got his address. Oh, good, good. I put it
5: in the desk drawer somewhere. It's here somewhere, I'm sure. I didn't throw it away. I know it. It's because I promised to write to him, and I meant to. John. John.
0: What is it? What's the matter, sir?
5: The gun you gave me. It was in this drawer. It's gone.
3: If you dare. Bear... Ill will to anybody. Look on them with open eyes and do evil to them in my name. You will get your heart's desire. Eco, Eco, Azerac, Eco, Eco, Zamflak, Eco, 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 Carol! 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 Carol,
0: wait. Carol no! Uh. It's only a flesh wound, Celia. The bullet entered her shoulder and came out the other side, clean. It'll heal in no time. She won't even have to stay in the hospital after today.
5: If we hadn't called out to her the way we did, maybe she wouldn't have stumbled.
0: My darling, I... Yes? Well, would you have let her continue on to Robin Graves' apartment?
5: No, of course
0: not. Well, then.
5: John, you've never spoken to me in just that way before. What way? You know... That tone of voice, saying, my darling.
0: How did it sound to you? Very nice. That's all?
5: sounded lovely.
0: Well, now, why don't you try saying it?
5: My darling.
0: I, uh, I think I'll go in and see Carol. I'll come with you. No, no, I think I'd like to talk to her privately, if you don't mind.
5: You know best.
0: I hope I do. I sincerely hope I do.
5: I'll wait out here for you, my darling. Thank you.
0: Hello, Carol.
3: Hello, Dr. John.
0: Okay to sit down?
3: If you want to.
0: Yes, I do. Uh I want to ask your opinion about something.
3: My opinion?
0: (laughs) Your opinion is very important to me in this particular matter.
3: I didn't know my opinion was important to anybody.
0: Do you think that I should ask your mother to marry me? What? You
3: hurt me. Well, I I don't know.
0: I love her very much. I have for a long time. Very long time. And lately I've begun to think that she loves me. Oh, well, I... It would mean that I'd be your stepfather. Would you mind that?
3: I wouldn't mind, exactly.
0: Do you think in time you might even get to like it, maybe?
3: I guess I might.
0: Well, then... I guess I'll go ahead and ask her. Eko, Eko, Azarek. Eko, Eko, Samalek. Eko, Eko, Eko.
3: What are you doing?
0: What do you think? Oh, I'm, I'm just saying a little prayer. That's the ancient prayer the high priest used to say over the bowed heads of the witches after he'd consecrated the magic circle.
3: How do you know?
0: Well, I read a lot about the old religion.
3: Witchcraft.
0: I own a lot of the old grimoire. That's what they call the books about witchcraft. Devil worship and all that. I know. Oh. Oh, you've read them? Some of them. Maleus Maleficarum. Carol, have you read that? It means Hammer of the Witches. Have you read it? No. Why, it's the most important book on witchcraft ever written. I suppose you you know about the devil's Bible. Do you? No. It's in the Royal Library in Stockholm. Maybe when you're through here at the hospital, you and your mother and I could go to Stockholm. Well,
3: why are you telling me about these and things? And then
0: there's the great key of Solomon the King.
3: What do you think I care about all those old
0: books? And the demonology of King James. Stop. And Sadduceus trium- Shut cultus. up. I don't
3: want to hear anymore. They're just shut up. Shut up and get out of here. And leave me alone.
0: When did you decide... You were a witch, Carol. Carol, what was it made you turn to Satan? Tell me, Carol. When did it happen? Was it when your father died? That was a terrible time for you. I know that. Very terrible. Too terrible for a girl of 14 to bear without... Well, without some sort of terrible reaction. Carol, was that when it happened? When your father died? A father you loved so well.
3: He didn't have
0: to have died. What's that, Carol? What did you
3: say? He didn't need to have died.
0: Oh.
3: I could have saved him, but they didn't send for me. They kept me in that stupid school, and they told me he was getting better, and then he died. He died, and I wasn't even there. If I'd have been there, he wouldn't have died, and he'd be here with me right now. I see? But God took him. God took him away. He left me, and God left me. The devil entered into me and made me his own. I belonged to him and worshipped and adored him, and I was his slave. And I tried to learn all his magic. I tried to learn everything. You
0: didn't learn it very well, did you? What? I said you didn't learn it very well. When you went to Robin Graves' house by the sea, you went there to punish him, didn't you? For not loving you the way your father did. But you didn't punish Robin, did you? No. You walked two miles in the rain and got pneumonia.
3: I couldn't help that.
0: No, you couldn't. A really good witch would have accomplished what she set out to do. And then that night you took the car and tried to reach Robin Graves before he took the plane for London. You didn't reach Robin, did you? No. You smashed up the car and you smashed up yourself. A real witch wouldn't have done that. And now, Carol, this last time, you took your mother's gun, you crossed the ocean, You put the gun in your purse and you set out for Robin's apartment to kill him. But you didn't even get there, did you? No. You stumbled and you fell. And the gun went off and hit you in the shoulder. Ah. (laughs) Dear little girl, you just aren't much of a witch. As a matter of fact, you're a rotten witch. And I think that, well, I think you'd better give it up.
3: Oh, do you know so much about witches. Oh, dear little girl,
0: I'm a doctor. Don't you know that the science of medicine and many other sciences are direct descendants of the ancient practice of magic? I didn't know that. Yes, of course. If it hadn't been for the witches and the devil worshippers and all the others who dabbled in magic hundreds and hundreds of years ago, well, well there wouldn't be any doctors like me today.
3: You mean
0: that? Of course, I mean it. It's true. And you know something else? Carol, not all witches practice black magic.
3: No?
0: No. There is such a thing as white magic. And there are white witches. People go to white witches to get them to destroy the power of the devil. Really? Mm -hmm. White witches work only for the good of everyone. Somebody once told me how a black witch can be turned into a white witch.
3: How? Well,
0: the black witch who wants to change and be relieved of the dreadful suffering, which is the portion of all who worship Satan, should first get some warm salt water and wash the soles of her feet and the palms of her hands with it, and then she should take what's left of the salt water. If you'd like to know the
2: ending to this story, Carol got out of the hospital and went with John and Celia to Stockholm, where I believe they saw the Devil's Bible, a most remarkable book, taller than a man, containing 300 parchment pages, each the size of a double bed. They say it's the work of a monk arrested for practicing the black arts. Oh, yes, John and Celia got married. And as far as I know, she's very happy, too. I'll be back shortly. I don't think I believe in witches. I've never met one. I don't believe I've ever seen one. But if I ever should, I know how to make sure she's a real one. Somewhere on her body will be a place that is impervious to pain. Yes, and will not bleed. All I have to do is find that spot, they tell me. Of course they haven't yet told me whether she'll let me look for the spot. Oh well. Our cast included
0: Corrine Orr, Anne Shepherd, Norman Rose, and Michael Wager. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. <laughs> And now, a preview
2: of our next tale.
5: He won't admit anything.
2: There is no more loyal servant
0: on the island.
5: To you, not to me. Yes, master.
0: There have been too many accidents lately, Fonseca. Lady believes there's a hex. Now, do you believe that?
2: I have not, know, master. If spell on a lady, the can break spell.
0: Well, Lisa, is that what you want? You to send Fonseca down the mountain to the jungle and bring that witch woman up here for tea and mumbo-jumbo?
5: I don't want any witch near me. What kind of a place do I live in where there are witches? I want you to sell the estate and take me away. I
0: can't do that.
2: I speak, master.
0: Oh, oh, uh, yes, Fonseca.
2: Not safe. Lady, stay. His best lady, go. From Ceylon. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant
0: dreams.